I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan because we are back from our summer vacation and wow, what a summer it has been. We are also super excited to be less than 30 days from our first New York City Fair since 2019. We have locked down an incredible venue blocks away from Bryant Park with 20,000 square feet on Fifth Avenue in Midtown Manhattan. We will be there from September 30th to October 3rd with 150 artists and over 5,000 collectors who are hungry and excited to buy your work. The fair is over 90% full, but we've got a very small handful of booths still available in each program, and we wanted to open up to our ABP listeners and give some of you the opportunity to exhibit there with us. If you want to learn more about how to apply to and schedule a call with me, you can visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. We've got less than 10 booths left and applications have a hard close on September 21st. So hurry up and book your call so we can start promoting you and your art today. As you know, if you've been listening with us, but also if you're new, I am James Milley, the co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the US and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Ashley Chu with us here on the mic. Ashley is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to connect your artistic pursuits. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Ashley Chu, and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Ashley Chu is an artist, model, diversity activist, and writer based in New York City. Chu's paintings focus on the resilience, rest, regality, and visibility of marginalized groups. Chu has also written for Vogue, Cosmopolitan, and Harper's Bazaar. Currently, Chu is a hashtag still standing artist in residence at Stonehenge NYC, located right here in the city. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. Now, before we dive into it, Ashley, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? My earliest memory of art is with my godparents. Both of them actually 
passed away in the past year separately. And I just remember just as a toddler, even getting art supplies from them, you know, like those suitcases that open up to like markers and watercolors and pack those, they would always give me art supplies as a kid. I don't remember anything before that. I just always remember making things. That's a beautiful story, first of all. And also, uh, it's so nice that they were able to really sculpt you into the person that you are today, um, just through these comparatively simple gifts, um, but these gifts that mean so much as a child. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that, that you lost both of them in this last year, but it's, it's wonderful that they were able to influence your life so much. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Ashley. Thank you. And let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the questions that we have. So, uh, Ashley, uh, before we uh, talk about uh, some of the other questions we have, could you bring our listeners up to speed on your own story and how you got to where you are today? Well, my story is quite a strange maze. I was raised in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was born in Chicago, and I just had a pretty much normal life doing normal things, living in the Midwest. I was the oldest of five. I was always an artist. I was always in art classes in elementary school, in middle school. I went to a fine arts high school, but I never really thought about what to do with it. So I went the fashion direction because in school, you're pretty much taught, okay, you're an artist. You're going to be either a professor or you're going to work at a museum, or you're not going to make any money. So I loved art so much, but I wasn't really sure of the different things that you could do. So I just expressed that through other endeavors. So I went to school for fashion. And then while I was in high school, I also did theater and ballet. And so I just kind of like did those things and tried to go the fashion design route because I knew that there was jobs So towards the end of that, I was like, you know, I really just think I'm an artist. So I switched my major back to art. Then that is where I learned that you can have different jobs and you can make money and that there's places for marginalized people. And I learned more that art isn't just you're going to be a teacher or you're not going to make any money. You're going to be this starving artist. And so after art school, I moved to New York and ended up modeling. And so I really was not creating the first years that I lived here. I I made things here and there, but not as much. And then just in recent years, I've been trying to translate my fashion career into the arts. And right now I still do both model and illustrate full time. And it is very crazy. But I'm working on, you know, you know, like filtering out. <laughs> <laughs> Transitioning into full full art career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can see the influence in your art with your fashion background, but definitely getting past that mentality that a lot of people just instill in artists of you're either, like you said, destined to be a teacher or destined to be a starving artist. They're really are avenues to to make a living with with your art and uh, and props to you for uh, for getting there. That's that's awesome that you have 
always been an artist and we kind of talked a little bit about that before. So Ashley, moving on, uh, your artwork focuses on the resilience of marginalized groups, which is usually a contrast of what we see in the media. This also had you named one of the 10 uplifting artists to follow on Instagram. So my question is, what does this title mean to you and how does it motivate you to continue your work? Well, disclaimer, I do love Instagram. My work has reached countries and people and clients that I would have never been able to reach just by myself. I mean, I think Instagram is a wonderful tool, but I also think that that title to me means have goodness offline. At the time of this recording, Fashion Week ended in New York City last week. And I ran into people that I hadn't seen in a year and a year and a half. And for people to come up to me and say, I love what you've been doing. I love your new work. I'm so proud of you. To me, that is the followers. To me, that is the title and and having a presence offline and inspiring offline. So that means to me is like still being present, putting my work out there, but also connecting to those people that feel connected to my work. That makes me feel so good. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that's a a really good reminder that, you know, even if you're looking at it as, you know, a number of people who have liked a photo artwork on your Instagram, each one of those is is a, a human being and that human being might live in the same city as you and you might run into them. And especially if you have something in common that, you know, makes you end up in the same places. So definitely just remembering that and, and, uh, and appreciating that in-person connection that you can, you know, have with that person and the way that you can inspire them offline as well. Like you said, I, you know, I think that's uh, such a good perspective on it. And Instagram is, is, full of numbers. You know, I don't remember, I, I posted today, I can't even tell you how many likes or who was in the likes at all. So don't be afraid to tell another artist that you love their work or that you admire them. That, they'll go home with that. You know, like the, the numbers is cool and, and the likes are cool and the comments are cool, but telling someone verbally what their work means to you, I feel like... I'm like still like, wow, <laughs> from a week ago. So I would just say that uh, to fellow creatives and, and artists. Right. It's it's sort of how, uh, you know, telling someone thank you or, or just having some appreciation actually goes a long way. Um, so you wore a Black Models Matter bag back at the previous New York Fashion Week, which started the entire Black Models Matter movement. So New York Fashion Week, like you mentioned, just happened again. Have you personally noticed any growth in the industry or in the shows that you were a part of with regards to that movement? Well, I started the movement almost seven years ago. I painted Black Models Matter on my handbag, and it has actually gone into Central Museum's permanent collection. It was in an exhibition this summer called Voices of Fashion. So it has been something, you know, art has protests has been something that I've been doing before it was Instagram cool. And so just watching the last dozens of seasons, I could say from what I saw, 
I saw diversity in bodies, in age, in gender, identity, in race. I'm not sure on the numbers yet. Usually they do come in around this time, but there's still work to do because I think that the point of diversity is to not constantly remind people to be diverse and have to tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, you need to have people of color in the room. I would love to see us get to that point in the arts and in fashion. And that's when I think I will be able to tell the difference. But right now the percentages are are cool. It's cool seeing them go up. But I would like us to get to a point where we have to stop watching percentages and diversity is just second nature instead of a task and not having to hire in a diversity team or hire in diversity for HR. I would like us to get to a point where it's not a constant reminder that we need to include the people that are in our environment already. Right. No, and I, I, I totally understand that. And uh, as a as a gay man, one thing that uh, has always frustrated me is the, the the term like a gay wedding, right? Where it's like, why do we have to differentiate this as a different kind of wedding? And that, you know, obviously that's not the exact same thing, but just like you're saying, like having the diversity without having to make a point of it, like it's just there because the world has gotten to a point where, where diversity is just, like you said, second nature, not even this attempt, but it's just there because it is. Um, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's, Hopefully, you know, we're in the right direction. I, I completely agree. There's a lot more work to do, but uh, but hopefully it's in the right direction. And, and an example of that really quickly is, you know, I'm a Black woman identifying artist. Black History Month and Women's History Month are February and March. So I get reached out to by a DM, by a client's email. Oh, we want you to make... Black art for Black History Month. And I'm like, if you clicked on my website year round, <laughs> that is what I made. And the same thing for Women's History Month. Can you do something empowering or, or women? And so that's what I mean by we have a long way to go because, like you said, it shouldn't just be like a gay wedding. Why can't it just be a wedding? So, you know, I do get the importance of labels. I get the importance of saying, I am a Black woman artist, but it needs to be not at other people's convenience for things like Black History Month or like Fashion Week. So just to piggyback off of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I absolutely agree. All right. Well, we are going to come right back and Ashley is going to tell you more about what you want to know about collaborations and much more. Uh, but first, a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, 
but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Ashley, you do many very exciting collaborations with your artwork. How does the way that you find clients as an artist differ from the way that you work as a model? Well, both of them are telling you what to do. (laughs) But the difference is with modeling... I don't really have a voice. I am just a mannequin and giving suggestions to people that are higher up or in charge is like a huge faux pas. Like if you're on set and you were like, oh, I think we should do this. The whole room would be like, it's difficult. (laughs) But as an artist, it's been really cool because even no matter how big the client is, if I feel like within the guidelines, if I feel like, oh, hey, hey, how do we feel about this color? Or how do you feel about the way that I do this illustration? Or how do you feel about this? I think that I definitely have more voice and identity through my art versus my identity through my face in modeling, which is really ironic. But I feel the difference is I have more of a voice. And, you know, artists definitely tend to hide behind our work. And sometimes you do need to talk about that and stand up for it. And I feel like working commercially and on commissions and gallery spaces, I've had the opportunity to have a voice. I think that's amazing. And definitely you bring up a really good point, right? Because the reason that someone, you know, whether it's a company, an individual is choosing to work with you as an artist is because they not only want your your skill, they also want your your vision, your uh, your imagination as an artist. It's okay to to bring up your your thoughts and uh, and have a voice in that collaboration versus like you're saying in, in certain other instances, like with modeling, where it's you know maybe more you're just there to be a part of someone else's vision. But definitely, that's a really powerful position to be in, to be able to, to share that voice. So, you know, use that as, you know, an artist. And as Ashley's saying, a lot of the times artists do want to hide behind uh, their work or focus on being in the studio, but people are excited to, to hear what's going on inside your, your mind and, uh, and you have the opportunity to share that. So, so absolutely. I, I definitely agree, Ashley. And a lot of the times the clients you are working with, at least for my case, if somebody's coming to you for art, it's because they either don't want to make it themselves or they can't make it themselves. So a lot of the times you are dealing with people who are not artists and they need to hire you or they need to hire someone to make something, whether it be a flyer or a product or a good. So just keep in mind that they are coming to you for your mind and it's okay to offer suggestions. I deal with clients that have very, very, very strict guidelines on what they want and color and print and style and, and human. <laughs> and, you know, the best I can do is do that 
and maybe have fun with it. Uh, but we'll always have fun with it. But just keep in mind that they're coming to you for a reason. And it's okay to suggest things if the window is open for that. Some clients tell me, you know what? It's springtime. Do a spring theme and run with it. Do whatever. And then other clients are like, we have to have this, 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 and this. So I would, I would just keep in mind that people are coming to you as a creative and you don't have to hide your ideas. I love that. The people are coming to you for your mind. That's such a good mantra to, uh, to remember in the back of your head. If you as an artist, uh, if, if collaborations or, or commissions are something that um, are a part of what you do, which actually leads us very nicely into the next question. So Ashley, what are your top tips uh, for producing work for clients as opposed to creating your own work? Well, what's interesting about that is my own work gets me client work. <laughs> and, and the way that I say that is keep creating, literally keep creating. When I was first doing commercial clients, I would just kind of wait for projects to come to me, but then people wouldn't know that I was making things. So now I just create as much as possible. And I kid you not, my last like three jobs that I got literally pulled a painting from my website and was like, we want something like this, but can you make it fit our brand? Or we want something like this, or can we buy this? Does, does, does somebody license this? So I would just keep creating because people will know that you're working. People will know that you're accepting work. You might spark an idea that wasn't there before. Some people might create a job or a gig for you because they saw what you could do. So I'm constantly experimenting with colors and themes and bodies of work to show people that I'm working and a lot of the times I get reached out to, sometimes I get overbooked <laughs> uh, just because I'm just constantly posting what I am working on and what I am doing. I did hear a helpful tip on here. I can't remember which episode because I've listened to so many, but make your Instagram feel like an artist studio. Even if things aren't finished, Post what you're attending, post things in progress, post detail shots, post your work environment, post, you know, a lot of people do photo dumps on Instagram now. So I would just keep sharing yourself and your work and your community. And sometimes you will have to seek out the work and sometimes the work will come to you, but nobody will know if you are just waiting for work to come to you. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And you know, that does also bring up another really nice point is, uh, I can't tell you how many artists have come to me and, you know, said that a goal of theirs is to, you know, with the, whether or not they currently do commissions for their commissions to be more in line with what they like creating, because like you're saying, a lot of the times the commissions that artists end up doing are things that are very different from their own art and it doesn't really feel authentic to what they want to be creating. However, if, if like you're saying, you're, you're just constantly creating, well, that is going to, the work that you like making is what people will come to you for you to create for them, which means that you can continue making what you love. And 
uh, speaking from experience, <laughs> making what you love oftentimes makes those commissions more successful, uh, which makes the clients happy. Um, so just always focusing on making what feels authentic to you and what you love, just constantly creating, it allows you to be putting that part of you out into the open. And that's what people are going to seek you out for. Um, so I totally agree. Yeah. If you're constantly experimenting, some people might want that in their homes. I've gotten commissions where they just want their dog and that's totally fine. But I've gotten other commissions where they're like, here's a picture of me and my grandmother. Make us look so groovy, so crazy, do whatever. I've gotten another commission where somebody gave me the colors that they wanted and they literally said, do whatever, just do whatever, surprise me. I know it's going to be great. So <laughs> I would just say, as long as you're experimenting, somebody might look at that piece and say, you know what, maybe I want something like that. And you could have saved them from buying a framed print from Walmart or something. <laughs> so just post your crazy ideas, even if they don't sell or, you know, I, I paint over paintings. I paint over things that didn't work out or sat for too long. Just keep creating. Like that's so important because you never know your work might get you a gig. Your work might get you that client where they saw something. They're like, oh man, that would be really cool if we had them as a vendor. That'd be really cool if we had this on a t-shirt. But you're not, not, not going to know that if you're just staying safe in your usual work and not even putting it out. So I think that it's just important to share. Yeah. Share, keep creating, keep experimenting. Totally agree, Ashley. Ashley, this has been such an amazing conversation. Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there with one more question. And that is, what should our listeners do right now to start revving up their careers in a big way? Remember that you're doing your job and the person on the other side of the screen is doing their job. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And this goes back to the previous question. Do not be afraid to put your work out there. Do not be afraid to approach a client. Um, I, I must say it does get easier and more skillful over time. But if you're at a fair and you see someone airbrushing t-shirts or something, Maybe go find the, the director at the fair or contact them at a later date. If you're at an event and you see someone tie-dyeing, maybe be like, oh, I, I actually make this too. Just keep mental notes um, everywhere you go. If you see someone painting a mural, maybe go to that place in a few months or the next year and be like, do you want an update of mural? Just don't be afraid to ask because... People are looking for artists more than artists think. And once I figured that out, that is how I have been able to sustain an art career full time is simply just not being afraid. And, you know, I've worked for really big brands like Coach and Tommy Hilfiger. And I just remember that they're doing their job. I'm doing my job. Yeah, this is an awesome client to have. But it's still an energy exchange and they're looking for art and I'm the artist. And that's just how you just need to think about it with every client. If you're afraid to ask if you and, you know, I still get told no all the time. 
<laughs> all the time, but the yeses are so incredible. And just like life, everything is just a numbers game. The more that you try, the more that you ask, the more that you post, the more that you share, the more that you put yourself out there, the more opportunity and chances you have of something coming back. Absolutely. And I think that's such great advice. Again, just remembering that people are looking for artists more than artists think. That's such a key line. And especially being in a field where, you know, people come to us at Superfine asking if we know any artists who could do XYZ project for them, whether they're a developer, whether they're another company, a publication. As you're saying, Ashley, everyone is looking for artists to you know, build up what they're doing as well. And so you don't need to be afraid to to put yourself out there and, and offer what you have available to these people, these companies, because to all of you business artists out there, Ashley has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective. Um, you can listen to this in all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Ashley, you can follow her at ash underscore chew on Instagram and visit ashleybchu.com. Ashley's work is amazing. So if you have not seen it, I definitely recommend going and looking at it this very second. As always, uh, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Um, we always appreciate you sharing us and the podcast and the fair whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And once again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, those reviews are really how other artists find out about us and you know start taking, taking advice uh, and building up their own art careers as well. As always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And that quote is, it is only when we are no longer fearful that we begin to create. And that is by J.M.W. Turner. Ashley, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. This is truly an honor as a listener myself, every episode that comes out. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that you're, you're uh, such an avid listener of the Artist Business Plan as well. Thank you so much, Ashley. To everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world. Yeah.